Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Daily Walk Heaven Words podcast. This is Father Stanislaw and I'm so glad that you decided to take this step heavenwards with me. Let's get ready to listen to God's Word, open our minds, our hearts, and be ready to welcome the Word of God. Let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you, for it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines and plagues from place to place and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you they will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. As a church, we take another step and we are getting closer and closer to the end of the liturgical year. As a matter of fact, we are so close that we have one Sunday left. And then you know what happened afterwards? Yup, it's Advent. It's coming up, get ready. Hey, we have candles in the back just to help you out. So the idea is that again, because we're reaching the goal of the, the, the closing of the liturgical year, the, the word becomes intense, and we want to respond to the invitation of Jesus. 
and trying to figure out how have we lived this year? Have we just been stable in our growth? Or, as Jesus wants us to do, we have grown, and therefore we have been a better disciple than last year. If not, we want to figure out what happened, what went wrong, so that we don't make the same mistake next year. And of course, like we always do, towards the end, we always talk about the end of the world. Why? Because, first of all, it's the event that will await us. The prophet in the first reading tells us that like the sun rising every day, for some people, it's a source of beneficial energy, something nice to feel. For other people, oh, it's too much. So the same event, it can be positive for some people, negative for others, like the cold. Some people like it, some people don't. We just talk about it. You know, we have to realize that that this is normal, but in our particular case, we want to ask ourselves, when I hear the word, the end of the world, how do I react? You see, this event is the origin of our hope. And therefore, we as Christians know that the whole creation is going in one direction. When, according to what St. Paul says, Christ will take all creation will recapitulate everything in him and give it to the Father. What does it mean? Not a clue. But guess what? We will all witness to this mighty event. And we say it in the creed as well, right? We say, we believe that he will come to judge the living and the dead. It's the same event. Now, I hope that for us, we see in this event, uh, the end of the world, the, the place and the moment when we will see God face to face, but most especially we, are, we will understand that God's love for us will be felt totally. And therefore, we will be able to be perfectly ourselves. And in this great moment, we will be able to love God and others and ourselves perfectly, completely, and permanently for the rest of our lives. I don't know about you, but I just can't wait. Because it is the moment in which all that our souls longs for will be realized, and it will be realized forever. Enthusiasm now, go. No? Okay. But this is our hope. We are going in that direction, and we want to prepare ourselves, because as we already have been hearing Jesus telling us, that this experience can already be felt on this side of creation. We don't have to wait for the end of the world to experience God's presence, God's love in our hearts. So how do we do it? Well, if you remember last Sunday, following the story of the Maccabees, we said that one thing that we have to be careful if we want to experience God's presence in our lives, His love, His grace, His salvation, is to make sure that we, quote-unquote, defend our faith, the faith that is in us so that Jesus can grow, and we can grow with him. How do we do it? Well, the Maccabees, the brothers, were forced to eat pork. So always watch out for pork chops. They are yummy. But if they are not cooked right, ooh, can make us feel sick. 
So what is the lesson that we learned last Sunday? That I like pork chops. You remember I shared with you how much I like them? So, okay, that's another story. Just checking if you were there. Um, we want to make sure that the culture, the things that the world does, will not come into our own soul and corrupt what God wants to do. We have to make sure, and it's our responsibility to do that. Nobody else's. I can only do it for myself, and you can only do it for yourself. I can, we can help each other. But eventually, we all have to make that choice individually. And once we make it individually, we can make it as a community. Sometimes the culture, the quote-unquote pork chops, will come to us in, a, in the way we speak. We sometimes say, well, everybody does it. But of course, God wants me to. We've always done it this way. So God wants to do something new, and we push back and say, we have always done it this way. And we will hear throughout Advent that God says, I'm doing something new. Can you, can you see it? And he said, don't care. We have always done it this way. Do you understand? Sometimes we struggle. And the struggle is not because God doesn't want to continue his job with us, but because we, maybe we're not aware of it. We put all these things right in front, in our relationship. And we figure out, why is it that I don't feel God's presence in my life? Well, maybe we put all these obstacles, or because we let the world, the way, what the world values, into our lives, and now creates a contrast. There is a conflict, and we have to handle it. This week, we look at this event, as I said, the end of the world. And that too, meditating on this event helps us to take another step. But what does it mean for a world to end? First of all, if you remember, the, the guys are asking Jesus, and what, struck, what started the whole conversation is the fact that they are looking at the walls of the temple, they are still building it. It took forever for them to build this temple. And of course, very shortly, it will be destroyed by the Romans. I hope I didn't spoil the whole thing. Come back, it's, it's gonna be fun. But anyway, they're looking at this wall and they're looking at the stones, they are costly, they are beautiful, they are decorated, and they are saying, isn't that amazing? Now remember, for Jewish people in Judaism, the temple is also the sign of their identity, right? So it's a very important thing, it's a very important moment and Jesus tells them something very important, and he's repeating the same thing to us. He's saying, listen, don't think that all that you see is all that there is. There is a lot more that we cannot see. I enjoy l learning about quantum physics, and, uh, and in a quantum, you know, subatomic level of this universe, the world behaves in a completely different way. There are things going on that we cannot even see. And they're happening, they're there. Okay, all of us, you know, the, the neutrinos coming from the sun, coming, we don't see them, they're going through our bodies. We have to become aware that the world is much more than what we see. So, Jesus says, don't think and therefore don't put your trust in what you see. 
I know we like it because sometimes we feel confident, we feel secure in placing all our hope in something. And Jesus says, everything goes. They build it, they stay, and they go. Now, think of this. What made the temple holy was not the stone. We're not the stones and the decorations and the things. What made the temple holy? The presence of God that they could not see, but they could feel it. The same with our church. Beautiful it is may be with the stained glass windows. And we have to understand that this place becomes holy because we allow God to be here because of us, because of the choice that we made to love him above all things. So the buildings, the structures, everything are there to, and they are incredibly important for us humans. Buildings are very important. But they're there to support our journey, to inspire us, to collect us, to gather us, and give us the reality, the meaning that we are a body and we are not just isolated. Right? Are you with me? And it's the same with our families. Our families are not the little church that the church, the big church, identifies you as just because you live in the same room, in the, in the same house. A family becomes a little church because of the choice that the members have made to let God be present in their midst. Don't confuse the stones with the temple. Don't confuse the temple with the presence of God. Now, we as a church are going through an incredible amount of purification, right? My goodness. We have to remember that there is more at play than what we are experiencing. God is still there. Jesus is still guiding, still speaking, still making us aware that we are children of God. Enthusiasm, go. Okay. All right. So, now, so considering all these things, when we talk about the end of the world, it also means that we have to become aware that every world, that the world has an end, meaning as a goal. Something that it wants to fulfill so that we can be who we're meant to be. Are you with me? Okay. So now, what we have to understand also, in order for us to grow, is that our mind creates many worlds. And there are parallel universes. Some of the scientists believe that our universe is part of the multiverse. Well, it's the same in our world. We live in this world, but our minds create alternative ones. For a long time, I lived in a very happy world where I was always right. It was a happy time. It was a happy place. I was not even aware that everybody around me was miserable, but who cared? I was happy. So that world taught me something, and I had to let it go. And it was an end of the world for me. But a major one, for example, it happened in 1992. Since I was born, all the way to January the 3rd, 1992, I lived in a very strong world where I felt very comfortable. I thought I was at the center of the universe, that that world was the only one existing. And it was my, quote unquote, Italian world. On January the 4th, 1992, at 8 p.m., I landed at JFK. I still remember vividly, okay? And my world 
smash into another one called World USA. And for a long time, there was a tug of war. You know, these two worlds cohabitating, you know, living in the same place in me. And I was like, okay, you know, I like some things, but I don't want to give up other things. And it was back and forth. And at one point, I could no longer experience God. Why? Because I was not living in the world that he created. The only place where we can experience is love, is grace, and salvation. And I was asking God to do so many wonderful things, and I'm pretty sure God will say, dude, I did not create whatever you made up in your mind. I'm not the God of that world. You created it. You deal with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So at one point, I have to make a choice. Say, wait, wait, wait. I have to, I chose God above all things. And God is here, and God is now. I recognized the whole thing, and I said, that world reached its goal, reached its end, and now it's time to let go. So that I could embrace the only place and the only time when we can experience God, which is here and now. Some of us sometimes, however, play these kind of things, right? For example, I'm sure you have the same experience. At one point, you lived your life, and you had your own world, then you got married. And that world ended, didn't it? Some of you are smiling, yeah. And then you were going, and all of a sudden, your children. And that world of being just the two of you ended, and another one came into existence. Right? You see how they all change, they all come to an end, and based on whatever is coming to an end, a new one comes up. And you see how we are moving individually and as a society, as a church, towards a particular goal, our growth. Sometimes, however, we don't want to let go because we think that the stones are important, that the stones are the temple, are the presence of God. So sometimes, for example, People struggle and they say, Father, I'm old school. I said, that's very nice. But that's there. God is here. You're missing God who is here. I know there are certain things that you like, certain things that were meaningful. But choose God because God is here and now. Some people said, oh, Father, I will come back to church when the Pope will ordain women. We'll, be, we'll allow women to be ordained. Well, that's in the future. We are not there. What is God? Here and now. Not in the future. When we'll, we'll get there, well, God will be there. For now, we are here. So what are we going to do? What can we do to remain grounded in what gives us life? Take a look at your worlds. Make sure that you understand what the goal of these worlds are and come up with a choice. Are you willing to let them go so that you can enjoy what is going on in your life today? So that you can encounter God in this world, the one that he created. And here, with our feet foot securely grounded, we can experience his love, his grace, and salvation. The end of the world, therefore, will not be a major problem because we have practiced how to let go of something so that we can be born into something new. And when the time will come, when we will see Jesus face to face and he will come to judge the living and the dead, we will be able to say, praise the Lord. Now the hope of our heart 
has been fulfilled and we can truly be whole. We can truly be ourselves. This is the life we live. This is the hope we have. And this, I hope, is what will motivate us to continue to grow, to continue to remain focused, as St. Paul says to the Thessalonians, without minding what other people are doing. We love now, right, to mind people's business. Besides, people just put it out there for us to mind it on social media. But remaining focused and grounded and say, I'm choosing God above all things, and I choose to live it here and now. And this will allow us to give our testimony to all people, to our children, our grandchildren, our spouses, neighbors, everybody we encounter today and the, entire, the rest of our lives. And the testimony is the most joyous things that we can share with them. God's love truly changes lives. And I hope that you felt encouraged to take a look at your own life, making sure that you too can make the choice of experiencing God's presence, love, and His salvation in Christ in this moment, here and now. And with that in mind, I wish you well, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you God's Word next week. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs>